This is your host, Heather, and in the Healthy Brain Podcast, I will demystify brain science, share tips and productivity tools to recharge your life, improve your health, and increase your energy, and overall kickstart your motivation to reach your true potential. So let's get started. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today for this episode. Most of these episodes that I've been sharing have been previously recorded and I'm reloading them onto the Healthy Brain podcast because they did eliminate the podcast episode. So I'm reloading them. So you may hear in the podcast that I refer to possibly a challenge that has uh, occurred in the past and there won't be any links for that challenge in the show notes. But I do recommend that I'd love to have you follow me and connect over on Instagram, Heather Colwich, or send me uh, an email, heathercolwichwellness at gmail.com. And also, you can always set up a coaching, complimentary coaching consult. And just to find out about what this is all about the coaching. I have a three-month package that I usually do with most of my clients to start off with, one-on-one coaching. And I would love to help you or even just talk about where you're getting stuck, give you some ideas, and see if it's a good fit for working with me. I would love to have you share this episode with any of your friends. Make sure they know about it. You're doing well, everyone's safe and healthy. This is uh, almost mid-August when I'm recording this. Uh, Some schools are getting back into uh, online and some are in person, so schools are in person. I'd love to know uh, what's up with you and your kids and your family. So find me over on Instagram, Heather Colwich. Follow me. Let me know how you're doing with this whole back to school. Don't forget my recent episode was about routines and I have a bunch of downloads for back to school and also for other routines. I had a really great response with that podcast and with the downloads their morning routine template, evening routine template where you put, you actually mark it in. And because we had such a great response, I wanted to get into the topic today about how to develop your own sleep hygiene routine. Because it really coincides with that evening routine template that I posted last week. You know, I'll just post the template again Uh, the whole bundle in the show notes. Anything that I'm referring to today, I'm going to link it in the show notes. I've had quite a few of my clients, my coaching clients, and even just friends and even myself. In in this crisis, because we're still in the thick of it, our sleep has been really impacted. And I have a real significant issue with this because... I am seeing people in the hospital where many of the chronic diseases are linked to sleeping issues. Sleep apnea will increase your risk of a stroke. There also is research to show that impairment in the glymphatic 
system, toxin release system that is activated when you sleep. It gets rid of all the gunk and the toxins and the byproducts from the brain. It, it acts like a little shower. Now, that is not activated efficiently with people with neurodegenerative diseases, and they're linking even Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, even stroke to this impaired uh, glymphatic system that we are not getting the sleep, our brain isn't clearing out, and it has significant repercussions. So I want to give you guys some additional tips. Way back at the beginning, I had a sleep podcast. So I encourage you to go look for that. Um, it's in the first 10 episodes of the Healthy Brain podcast. Why is sleep important? Sleep helps our body and brain to repair. Sleep improves our learning and memory. Poor sleep quality results in decreased problem solving, decreased attention, decreased creativity, and slower reaction times. And as I mentioned, sleep deprivation is linked to heart disease, depression, Alzheimer's, cancer, and neurodegenerative diseases. In one study, it showed that women who slept less than four hours had a two times increased risk of heart disease. Another showed poor quality sleep results in a 20% increase in errors and 14% increase in time to complete a task. So imagine that in at work. You have a 20% increase in making errors and it takes you longer to complete a task. Those are just some of the ramifications of poor sleep quality. All right, so let's get into some of the sleep hygiene routine tips and how you can develop your own sleep hygiene routine. What does the sleep hygiene routine mean? It means that you're prioritizing getting yourself ready for sleep and having a great sleep quality. The length of how long you sleep is important. Studies have shown seven to eight even plus hours. Length of time is important but the quality of sleep is important and it's also important the particular time in the evening that you sleep. Did you know that a sleep study showed that participants lost 55% more fat when their sleep in, was included during the 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. time period? Wow. So that seems to be a real crucial time, the 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., and it all is a result of the release of hormones and balancing of the hormones. Again, that previous podcast, I go into a lot of that. You want to look at not only how long you're sleeping. If you wait till 1 o'clock to go to sleep, you are missing out on some really great a time period, a time frame that's so important for sleep recovery and for weight loss. If you are resistant in your weight loss and having a challenging time, it could be your sleep. It's also really important to have a consistent time that you go to sleep. Instead of having one night you go to sleep at 10, another night you go to sleep at uh, 12 o'clock, and then another night it's 9.30, try and get a consistent sleep pattern going 
at least Monday through Thursday. I know in the uh, weekends, if you're working, the weekends are a time where you may stay up longer. I know I do. But these are some considerations as you're developing your sleep hygiene routine. Also, turn your de device off one to two hours before going to bed. And that means electronic devices, TV. I know it's challenging, but if you can insert a book and start reading, that would be a great way to, to help your brain down-regulate and relax for the evening. The reason also you want to get off of your electronics is the blue light is affecting melatonin release and melatonin is the sleep uh, hormone that really rises sort of mid-evening and we need the rise in melatonin in order to feel tired. So it does affect, you know, when we're on our electronic devices, it affects our, our body's ability to release melatonin. And, and you may be too wired to go to sleep if you don't have, you could get the uh, blue light blocking go uh, goggles or glasses. You could get those. You could turn your device off. Um, another thing is dim your lights in your house uh, and in your bedroom as you're getting ready. So you're actually signaling to your body that you're ready, getting ready to go to sleep. Now, another thing uh, environment-wise that you could do, and I've just recently purchased this, is a white noise or a noise canceling device. It's a device and it's it's uh, the link is down below, but it's a system that you can put a timer on and it will play either, you know, it could play sounds, nature sounds. It could play t uh, white TV noise sound. It can play um, thunder. It can play water like nature sounds, uh, just a lot of different sounds and you can have the timer on. So as you're drifting off to sleep, that may help you to go to sleep if you have that white noise on. Temperature of the room also makes a huge difference. I think I had read it's like uh, 65 to 68 degrees and with if you're in a humid uh, environment like Right now in Michigan, it's really humid. So it makes a difference. When we don't have air circulating, um, I find I don't sleep as well. So those are considerations for your sleep hygiene routine. I mentioned uh, reading a book and reading a book that really, maybe it's nonfiction, maybe it's fiction, maybe to take your mind off and of things and just go into a different world that is awesome with a book. I really need to prioritize that myself. I've noticed that I have a couple of books to read, but I haven't started them and I am going to prioritize that this week. Another thing that you could do is journal in the evening. So I do recommend writing down your to-dos for the next day. Get them out of your brain. Put them on in your planner. But it as well, you could do like a gratitude journal. You could journal your day. You could journal things about that are of a concern for you. 
I predominantly like journaling in the morning, but journaling at the end of the day can be really helpful to releasing things that you're holding on to. Because that's the whole idea is we end up holding on to so many things and try to go to sleep and we're worried and we're uh, overthinking everything. So the steps I'm giving to you are ways that you can release what has happened in the day or at least table them till the next day till you really can do something about it. I love uh, some particular uh, teas to drink before bed. I love magnesium. It's calm, C-A-L-M. It's a magnesium drink. It's not a tea, but I put it underneath the tea because I, I put it with hot water. You could also have it with cold water. It dissolves very easily. That is an awesome um, product. Magnesium is great to relax you. Chamomile tea. There's many other sleepy time tea. Um, maybe in this heat, you're not a tea drinker. So think of, you, you could do Calm. And again, I have the link below for you to check it out. The A big thing is to... Stop eating two to three hours before bedtime because if you have a belly full of food, your body is trying to break down that food instead of during sleep trying to rejuvenate you and, and repair, for example, the brain with the glymphatic system, clear out the toxins. So really limit your uh, eating two to three hours before bedtime. Now, as far as getting your body ready also for sleep, I'm a big fan of doing a, a version of, and I consider it part of uh, self-care, but either yin yoga, foam rolling, or just generally stretching. Because something happens when you start, just try it tonight. Just try a little bit of stretching. And when you focus on your breath or you do some of the foam rolling, you down-regulate your nervous system. You bring yourself into more of a relaxing mode and that helps you transition to sleep. So the those three, you could find a yin yoga practice I'm going to link in the show notes a recent hip release foam rolling that I did a quick video about, so I'll put that in the show notes. Those are great for self-care. Another thing you may want to add into your sleep hygiene routine for self-care is Epsom salt baths. You can have at least one a week. I'm up to two a week because it helps my muscles. I work out quite a bit. It helps to just detox and I feel so much more relaxed. You could do a face mask. You could paint your toenails, your fingernails. You could have an eye mask. Self-care can be walking. Take a very leisurely walk uh, at the end of the day. Think of your sleep hygiene routine. It just doesn't happen a half an hour before you're ready to go to bed. Think about, okay, if I want to go to bed by 10 o'clock, I'm going to start my sleep hygiene routine 
maybe around 8.30. I'm going to wind down things at least by 9. So you have an hour to sort of wind down. And I am telling you that when I recommend this to my clients and when I do it myself, it makes a huge difference on my sleep quality. I hope this has been really helpful for you. Make sure that you download those, uh, the PDFs on the templates, on the routines, and check out some of the other products that I recommended and what I commented on during the podcast. Take care, everyone, and I'll see you next week.